Today, Pastor Ray Bentley points out, in Jesus, we have victory in the spiritual realm. In the name of Jesus Christ, there is one who is stronger than Satan, stronger than his dominion, stronger than his ability to ruin and wreck lives. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Spread Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Our adversary is a formidable foe. His powers are far greater than ours. Fortunately, the Lord's powers are far greater than His. And when we're in Christ and Christ is in us, we stand in the victory of the Lord's army. That's good news. Let's get the rest of the good news. Here's Pastor Ray. Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 11. In verse five, he says, he said to them, which of you shall have a friend? And go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he need. Jesus goes on here in verse nine, he says, so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks, it will be opened. So he talks about asking, seeking, and knocking. Jesus taught this parable to teach us to pray. Ask, and the verb here is keep on asking. Don't just ask one time. Keep on asking. Seek, keep on seeking. Knock, keep on knocking. And you know, the argument here is very clear. If persistence finally paid off for a guy who was reluctant to get up in the middle of the night, how much more will persistence bring a blessing as we pray to a loving Heavenly Father? Now again, verse nine, so I say to you, let's get to the heart of this. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. There's some passion here, there's some intensity here. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks and keeps on asking, receives. And he who seeks, and I'm adding the the verb here, keeps on seeking, finds. And to him who knocks and keeps on knocking, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread uh, from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asked for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? And he's being silly, he's going, no. There's probably little children listening to Jesus, they're laughing, going, no. He says, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, 
how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And I love this because Jesus is saying that prayer is not just about coming to God in emergencies. That's the right response when times are tough, when things are bad, pray and call upon God. But now, if that fits anyone of us here, let me add what Jesus is now saying. Don't just pray in emergencies. Learn from that. What if I had been praying when things seemed like they were going well? When things seemed on the outside okay, what if I'd had that fervency and that passion and that intensity and that prayer and that filling of the Holy Spirit then? That is what Jesus is talking about. Now this is called by Jesus several things. Number one, it's abiding. Pray, and you can pray quietly in your mind about anything and everything. It's abiding. John chapter 15 verse one, he that abides in me will bear much fruit. Well, how do you abide in Jesus? By praying. Pray when you're on the freeway and people are driving like insane people in front of you. (laughs) Pray when you get to your job and they throw something at you that is just weird and your flesh rises up, pray. Uh, Pray when you hear bad news. Pray and give thanks when you hear good news. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. Why not develop this, the spiritual muscle of just praying and praying and praying and praying? As we are praying, God will show us the answer or he'll show us what he is doing or he'll, he'll reveal things to us. So the real emphasis on this prayer is, is that God is our, he's our father, he's our dad. He wants to bless you, he wants to lead you, he wants to guide you and as a father, Uh, He wants to care for you, but he doesn't want to just give you things. He wants a relationship in the midst of all the things that he gives and provides and does for your life. Amen? He's our dad, and he wants to be involved in every detail of our lives. Now, let me say that I realize that some of you, you you don't have the role model. It would be good if you had had, when you were little, a dad maybe who was there. Maybe you have a dad that left or a dad that's no longer there or a different dad, or a stepdad, or whatever it may be. And so you're going, so there's no, there's no pattern, there's no role model there. For whatever is lacking in your background or upbringing, let your heavenly father now be. I assure you, he wants to be, and you need a dad. You need a good dad, you need a loving dad. You need a dad who's interested in what's going on in your life on a daily basis. You need a dad that you can talk to about where you're at and what you're thinking and what you're feeling and and talk to your father in heaven. Begin treating God like father. For some of you, this may mean instead of, and you don't even realize you're doing it. Every time you pray, you just say, dear God. Dear God, well, yeah, he is God, the only God, but God's a title. Have you ever noticed how it's kind of impersonal? Jesus taught us to pray, our father who in heaven. When you pray, do you say, Father? Do you use that word? Have we even gone to what Paul is, talks about in Romans chapter eight, where we have been given the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, which is the Hebrew word for daddy. There are times when you feel so weak and so vulnerable, you may be a, you know, a grown man, pastor of a church, hey, like me, and yet be in a moment where you're scared, you're terrified, and you're just like, Daddy, how?
help and you cry out. Now listen, a father who already is madly deeply in love with his kids, no matter how old they get, you know, like there's Daniel, my son. But I still see him, I see him as when he was a baby. I see him as when he was a little boy. He'll always be affectionately my son. As a father, I know by personal experience how quickly I am attuned when they say dad and when they need me. How much more, by contrast, if an earthly father who is imperfect can respond to the needs of his kids because he loves them that much, how much more does our heavenly father respond when we move from the distant, hey God, dear God, to father and let that emotionally sink in. And then when you need to, that you can actually say dad or daddy. And have you ever been that intimate with God? If you've never been, I'm encouraging you, and that's the whole purpose of us going through this study, is not just to hear more information and learn more knowledge, but bring it down into the heart, try it. Put it into practice. Bring it into your prayer life, see what it does emotionally inside of you as, as God's love and as his passion uh, begin to climb inside of your heart. So abiding in Jesus comes through prayer. Praying without ceasing is growing in our relationship with him. And the emphasis on this whole thing is about God as our father. And then as far as praying and asking for, did you notice that Jesus kind of tells us what ought to be our number one uh, prayer request? How much more will your father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him for it. You know what Jesus is saying from his own personal prayer life and experience? He's saying, do you wanna know the number one thing that I pray for is for the empowering of the Spirit. Jesus, being baptized, was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He returned in the power of the Spirit after passing the temptation in the wilderness. And he began ministering in the power of the Holy Spirit. So you wanna be delivered from the evil that is in this world. How many wanna be delivered from evil in this world? There's a lot of it. Then man, numero uno, fill me today with the Holy Spirit. Every day I need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here and, he, I, and I feel him. When I am sharing the word, like when I'm preaching and teaching, I get moved. I'm, this is not a performance for me. I'm not acting. This is out of my life. It's out of my relationship as a pastor and a shepherd. My desire is to, to woo you along with me as many as I can. And, and I have determined I want to follow Jesus passionately. I want to follow him intensely. I want to follow him spiritually. I want my temperature to be hot I want to be on fire. I don't want to be, you know, nutty or crazy or weird or drawing attention, as it were, to myself. And I know there can be that kind of thing that is a worldly, fleshly deal. But I'm not into that. I am sincere. I am sincere and serious. And I'm in love with God. And I feel like Jesus is coming back soon. Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. At Maranatha Radio, we've received so many cards, emails, and social media messages expressing appreciation for Pastor Ray's teaching. Pastor Ray was my pastor, and my heart hurt when I found out that he was gone from our presence. 
I know that he is greatly missed by so many. I always appreciated how he took time to talk to people. He was just so kind and full of love. I considered him not just my pastor, but my friend. And I'm thankful that this is not goodbye, as we will see him again in heaven someday. Listener comments are so encouraging. If you'd like to express your thoughts and tell us how these messages have impacted your life, would you take just 60 seconds and write an email? Send it to ray at raybentley.com or post it on our homepage at raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley. All right, now, verses 14 through 28. This is very important to follow up on, and we'll, we'll close with this. And it's kind of a, a story that happened uh, with Jesus, and it deals with the supernatural. It says in verse 14, And as he was casting out a demon. Yes, there are demons. Uh, yes, they do possess human beings. And yes, they can be cast out in Jesus' name. Now, as he was casting out a demon... And it was mute, meaning it limited the person's physical ability to speak. Let me briefly say that it is possible, you know, for someone to be demon-possessed. It does seem that demons, which are fallen angels, go about, some of them, and that they don't like to be unembodied, as it were. They like possessing people, controlling people, and there can be physical manifestations that are the result of demonic possession. That's biblically true. Let me also say that not every physical malady means that it's a demon that must be cast out in order for a person to be healed. And the mistake that some make, sincere, though they may be, is that you know, every time you have something physically wrong, it's a demon, they see demons everywhere, demons must be cast out. Not true. There are real physical maladies that in the end are physical maladies and can be prayed for in the name of Jesus and healed in the name of Jesus that don't require a demon being cast out. But there were then, and there still are, unfortunately, demonic spirits and, and, and these demons they look for people in whom they can inhabit and enforce their, their will in their way. If you don't have the Holy Spirit in you and you're not born again, you are, you are fair game, unfortunately. That doesn't mean every unsaved person is you know, gonna be possessed by a demon, but it does mean you're fair game. And there are apparently different avenues uh, of sin that actually, unfortunately, open doors into the human person for demons to come in. And uh, so you've got to be careful. There's a real spiritual, supernatural world going on. So, so it was, when the demon had gone out, Jesus cast it out, that the mute spoke and the multitudes marveled. But some of them said, he casts out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. Beelzebub meaning really the Lord of the Flies. It was a derogatory term, and they, they so disliked Jesus' teaching, but arguing with him about that didn't seem to be making any difference, so they started criticizing his miracles, which they could not deny. All they could do is say that the source must be from demons. Now, in verse 16, others testing him sought from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, every kingdom divided against itself 
is brought to desolation, and a house divided against itself or against a house falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? Because you say I cast out demons by Beelzebub? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? And therefore they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides the spoils. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. Wow. This is very, very powerful, what Jesus is saying. Now, in verse 22 especially, the strong man in this case is Satan. He is armed. He is keeping his palace, his domain. But I want you to know that, thank God, in the name of Jesus Christ, there is one who is stronger than Satan, stronger than his dominion, stronger than his ability to ruin and wreck lives. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Sometimes, I'm telling you, you will talk to a person, you, you will say something is really, really wrong with them, and they don't make any sense, they're caught in some weird lifestyle and perversion or weirdness or addiction or whatever, and the way they say things and their attitudes and they're always, you know, the way they bite and devour and all the rest. And you just go, man, it's just weird. I, I can't get through to them. And you think, well, everything I say just bounces off and my witnessing does no good. And you just turn around and walk, you, you walk away from them because of it's, it's uncomfortable. May I say, and some of these are, you know, your own family that you want to see saved or somebody that you work with, and, and what, do you, what do you do? Number one, discernment. Sometimes you need to discern that poor person is held captive by powers stronger than they are. And rather than fighting one-on-one -on -one with them, you close your eyes and you go to your Father in the name of Jesus Christ and say, Lord, I perceive some kind of a demonic stronghold in my friend or my loved one's life. And I ask in the name and the power and the authority of Jesus Christ, would you go and use your power and your authority and get that demon off their back in Jesus' name? You and I, though we have no strength, no power, you don't have to be some great saint. You simply have to have a childlike faith in the one who is almighty and the one whose name the demons fear and tremble him. All you got, you could be the newest baby in Christ, but you know the name of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And you're praying for your friend in Jesus' name. And all of a sudden, that big bad demon that's got his talons in the back of your friend, there is a hand from God that will rip that demon's hand off so fast you cannot believe it because God, he answers prayer. And I don't totally understand it. I just know that when we pray for people, he wants there to be love. He wants us to be involved. And we are to, that's where we bring the kingdom of heaven. It's not in our own energy. It's not in our own strength, but it's in the name and in the authority of Jesus. So sometimes, you know, stop trying to 
verbally conquer someone that's in a demonic stronghold, close your eyes, pray to your father in your prayer closet in the name of Jesus, break the stronghold of the strong man. And all of a sudden, I'm telling you, I've seen this. I've done this. And you pray in Jesus' name and it's broken and they have this weird kind of like something snapped and they don't know what it was. And they're gonna daze and they go, man, I've just felt really weird all of a sudden. And, and they have that dazed look now upon them and you go, oh, I've been praying for you. And they go, really? Well, thank you. Well, I, you know, I've been wrestling with so much darkness and everything and I want, there's a change, I wanna change. What do I, and then now you have an opportunity. You know that God has heard your prayer. You've broken through the spiritual barrier. Now your words will have a place. The seed will have a place to find root in their heart. And we need to go in the name of Jesus and set people free. You know what? Someone has said that no one gets to heaven, but someone else prayed for them to get into heaven. I don't know if that exactly that's true. I know Jesus intercedes and prays for all of us, but you know what, I, I have a pretty good feeling that's probably true, that all of you got into the kingdom because somebody prayed for you in the name of Jesus to break the strongholds and that your heart would be vulnerable to the gospel. Shouldn't we pass the favor on to our family, our friends, our coworkers, our neighbors, our loved ones, pray for them that the gospel will find fertile soil so that their hearts will receive it, amen? amen. You with me? Yeah. And you know what, you can do it, you can do it. Jesus is saying that, that this is you know, for, for all of us. In verse 24, and we'll close with this. He says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through the dry places seeking rest and finding none. And he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. And then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Man, you know, uh, the, 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 I don't know about you, but, but it, that puts the fear of God into me. Stay with Jesus. Stay with the Lord. Stay strong with him. Pray for your friends. Love them. And, uh, and, and seek, you know, in ways to share the gospel with them. Because really, being born again and filled with the Holy Spirit is the only way that you're going to actually be set free and permanently delivered from that. Verses 27 and 28, and we'll close with this. And it happened as he spoke these things that a certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast which nursed you. And, but he said, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. You know, there's no neutral ground uh, with Jesus. If you're not uh, for me, you are against me. There's a spiritual battle going on, whether people like it or not, and you have to choose sides. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. How many of you are with me? Choose God's side, and you cannot be neutral. Pastor Ray Bentley, with insights on the spiritual battle going on around us and how we can be victors. Good insight today here on Maranatha Radio. Now, today's study is titled, The Secret of Prayer. If you missed any part of the presentation, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com. We hope you'll stop by our site today. 
When you're there, you can leave a few words in tribute to Pastor Ray's life and ministry. And under media, you'll notice three words, watch, radio, and Devo. Three ways to enjoy Pastor Ray's insights. Plus, click about and find out more about Pastor Ray and find out how you can come into a deeper relationship with the Lord. And at the bottom of the page, you can sign up to receive Pastor Ray's daily devotions via email free of charge. Plus, you'll find other spiritual growth books and resources from Pastor Ray, including his new book called The Final Witness, an eye-opening prophetic fiction novel. So many are enjoying the full five-book series called The Elijah Chronicles. You can, too. And raybentley.com is always where you'll find the best deals on Pastor Ray's resources. You can also make a donation right there on the site. Your investments help bring the whole gospel to the whole world. Our mailing address is Maranatha Radio, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127. Next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in Luke. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.